Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here we are, 9-12-2023, and I find myself asking a very important question. Do we remember 9-12-2001? Do we remember it? And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. We're also going to talk about the Catholic vote in 2024. Is it important or not? And we've got a lot more coming your way on a Truth or Fiction Tuesday. I'm Andrew Coppins, he's Pat Oni, and this is Critical Thinking. Good Truth or Fiction Tuesday to you all, whether you are watching on the Rumble channel, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, or you're listening via podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Do not forget if this is your first time watching or listening to the show to make sure you're subscribing, you're rating, you're viewing, and downloading the podcast or the show, whichever uh, way is floating your boat. All of that having been said, there's a lot to get into. First things first, though, Pat, um, it was a very strange and surreal moment watching Aaron Rodgers play and then go down in the, in the uh, Monday Night Football NFL season opener finale. I, I don't know about you. It was really weird. Number one, to see him playing in a different uniform. But then number two, the, the fear that everybody had as he got older was what? Injuries, 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 right? Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's true for anybody, but yeah. And then to juxtapose that to what Jordan Love did to the Chicago Bears on on Sunday afternoon, I I saw that uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, gave him the deed to the Chicago Bears, and he now owns them. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the so you you have to wonder, dodge a bullet, get a solid quarterback again. I I firmly in the in the camp of. One week, one game against a 
pretty good Chicago Bears defense does not portend greatness yet. Mm. But it reminded me so very much of what we saw in the first games from Brett Favre, from Aaron Rodgers. And what was that? Moxie. There was that it, right? Like you you watched the touchdown throws that he made and go, huh, that looked like Aaron Rodgers, right? Or, hmm, that, yeah. are you kidding me with that arm angle? Like, what? <laughs> well, so, did, because uh, I, I didn't watch that game, but uh, has Justin Fields beat the Green Bay Packers yet? I don't, I don't think he think has. so. Let me, I, ah, I'm not even going to look it up, but I, I don't remember sure he if he was the quarterback the last time that the Bears won in this series. I don't think he was. I really you don't think You know what's really hilarious, Pat? What? Um, the last time the Bears beat the Packers was December 18th of 2018. Ooh. So. It's been five years. Yeah, Justin Fields definitely was not the quarterback. Yeah. He was, I don't even know if he was the quarterback at Georgia at that point in time <laughs> before he transferred to to Ohio State. That, mm, that might have been his first year at Ohio right, State. Right, that might have been the year he was at Georgia. That's what I'm saying. Like He was either going to Georgia or just at Georgia and about to transfer. Yeah. Um, That's how but, long ago this was, by the way. December 18th yeah. of 2018. Woof. Anyway. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, though, I mean, majestic last night carrying out the flag on 9-11 for the Monday Night Football game. I mean, that was that was pretty cool. And then for him to go down in the first drive, what's, what's likely a torn Achilles, I'm kind of irritated because I have Lamar Jackson as my starting quarterback on my fantasy team and Aaron Rodgers as my backup. And now I'm likely going to need a new backup because... <laughs> Lamar Jackson sucked on Sunday. Can we also talk about the fact that uh, the Bills absolutely choked me out of two wins in fantasy football? And I'm not bitter or anything. That that touchdown to Garrett Wilson? Yeah. Late in the game, right? Yeah. I lost my game. My fantasy, I simply mm. needed Garrett Wilson to not touch the ball in the last four minutes of that game, and I would have won. Stephon Diggs won that game for me, though. I almost lost, and I ended up winning by one and a half points. All because of that big gainer uh, late in the game, huh? Uh, like like the last like twenty seconds of the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I'm bitter or anything, but hey, I I just think from a pure non fantasy football perspective, watching that juxtaposition of somebody looking like they belong, and then the old-aged quarterback going down in week one. Now, I will say this. If you're a Packer fan, you hope to God that it's not a torn Achilles, right? You hope to God that it's not that because there goes your first-round draft pick for Aaron Rodgers. Now, good news is that it's very likely to be a high 30s draft pick, right? You're going to get a decent draft pick in the second round. So, okay, we've hit on second-rounders. All the time. Jordy Nelson, da-da-da-da-da, Christian Watson, 
you know, you can go on and on and on over the second round draft picks that the, the Packers have been able to hit on. Yeah. But uh, yikes, just the juxtaposition of of that young, up and coming, old, just goes down. Like it wasn't even like a super contact. Yeah, he was getting sacked, but it wasn't, you know what I mean? It was weird. So we'll see if he blames the turf, by the way. that That's the other part of this. Like he's been very vocal about, <laughs> the NFL mandating uh, grass fields. And I don't know if that would have made a difference here or not because I didn't actually see the physical intrigue. I was at a at a Knights Columbus meeting at that time. But anyway, I just think it is going to be an interesting roller coaster of a season for emotions for Packers fans because of those types of things, right? You also have Alan Lazard and, and uh, Randall Cobb on that team, and it's like, what? What is going on? So it's going to be very interesting. Also, an interesting storyline to watch here coming into week two, then going into week three and four, is the number of soft tissue issues. Uh, the hamney pulls, the cramping, the quad pulls, the, you know, all that stuff that's been going on throughout the NFL this week, last week, or the last week of the preseason, things that are starting as they ramp up practice into week one. We're starting to see people pick up these niggling injuries, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to wonder if, I don't know, not getting enough repetition, not in practice. We're not talking about practice, but game repetitions where you're actually being hit, where you're actually having to go through that motion of playing a full game is starting to cause this. Because I've seen some you know, the NFL doc and, and other people talk about these soft tissue issues largely coming from people who are overworking in, in workouts, right? They, they're constantly working out. They're constantly this. They don't give their body enough rest. They're, they're just constantly giving it and giving it, and eventually it's just going to go. And his point is that uh, it's not just that. It's also that and the combination of not repeating how this is actually used in game days, right? How your body is used in a game situation. You cannot simulate that by taking seven-on-seven reps. You can't simulate that when you're not getting any contact. You can't simulate that when you're not going for 60 minutes and 60, 70 snaps or 80 snaps in a game. You just can't. So it'll be interesting to watch that storyline play itself out because there are a lot of NFL fantasy owners that are looking at their bench going, oh, no. Um, Three-quarters of my bench is out next week. Uh Uh-oh. What do I do? So it's going to be interesting. Yes, yes, it will be. All of that being said, on Thursday, do not forget, we will talk college football in the NFL in our preview um, in the second half of the show. But this is Truth or Fiction Tuesday. And, um, Pat, I'm going to have you start with this uh, Truth or Fiction Tuesday. Are you ready? I'm ready. Your first Truth or Fiction. All right, Truth or Fiction. We have forgotten 9-11. I'm going to say fiction on this. I will see the point, though, that it's different. It felt different. It felt more like a another day on the calendar this year for me than 
maybe in years past. But I thought about this yesterday. I, it's, it was one of the first times that I didn't make a social media post about it. But, but for me, it was... Those are just empty words and thoughts at that point in time. It's just, oh, where was I? And I'll never forget. You're right. I won't forget that. You won't forget that, Pat. But as a country, have we not forgotten? I can make an argument that we have forgotten as a country. I can make an argument that our politicians sure as hell have forgotten. And what do I mean by that? It's not that they don't physically show up or make the statements or PR this or PR that. And we'll get into this in a little bit. But we're watching the further suspension of our constitutional rights right now, right? We're watching the COVID tyrants rear their ugly heads once again. We're watching literally some governor decide arbitrarily to suspend First and Second Amendments and getting away with it. Have you heard of the lawsuit yet, Pat? Not yet. Hmm, weird. I'm just going to put that out there. It's Tuesday morning. Uh, this happened, what, like last Thursday? Thursday or Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how long does it take, folks? How long does it take? So I can make that argument that largely you could make uh, an argument that we've forgotten in terms of freedom, in terms of fighting for that freedom. But I would also point to the fact that we were totally cool with squelching that freedom immediately in the aftermath of 9-11. The Patriot Act. Anybody? You take your shoes off? Are you bleeping me? Mm. Right? And so I will say that. But I will also say that we also have to remember that there's an entire generation, Pat, that was born prior or after 9-11 happened. And that entire generation only has our memories. It is like us sitting there having conversations with our grandparents that went to war in World War II, Right? Right. Yeah, fair. We we only have their recollections, the stories, the reels, the the audio, the you know, all that stuff, right? We only have that. And so our our quote unquote attachment to that point in history isn't as tangible. And it never was and it never will be. It's more of a curiosity. Do I think that this generation has forgotten nine eleven? No, I don't. But what I think is that how we've recalled it, how we choose to memorialize this day, how we choose to see it is changing. And it necessarily should be changing. We're almost a quarter of a century past 9-11, 2001. For our generation, for our millennial generation, this is this is the life-changing, life-defining moment so far of our history. And for the early millennial generation, it is that defining moment. There will never be another one 
even if something crazy happens, I, I'm going to be 42 years old. I was a sophomore. Can I think about this? Yeah. I was a sophomore in college. Okay. We went to war. Many of us were faced with the choice of, do I continue college or do I serve? Many of us were faced with really tough choices about what we wanted to do with our lives, right? And a large swath of us had those choices or thoughts because of grandpa, because of a history of service within families, right? And many people making that sacrificial service choice in World War II or being drafted, right? Many of us looking at that as our patriotic duty versus our self-ish duty. Or, hey, we've got an all-volunteer army. I don't need to do this if I don't have to because of a draft, right? There was going to be no draft. We have a modern military. Let's see what we can do with it. So for that subset, right, that subset that would have been seniors in high school to maybe seniors in college, it altered life in the paths that we chose and the paths that we went down, right? It was a life-altering moment. But 22 years later, right, almost a quarter of a century later, what does that generation have? Kids right? Going to college, potentially, <clears throat> or of college age, right? It 9-11 now is about a passed-on experience. It, it's not about a relived experience. It, it's, it's about something that's different for me. I don't think we've forgotten it. I think it's just changing, and that's okay for me. What say you? Maybe I, I see where you're, I see where exactly where you're at with this, and that, I think that's okay too. However, I went with truth, okay, on it. Um, and, and maybe this question would have been better asked like we've forgotten nine twelve because I think nine twelve is also very important. Um, I think it's more important, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I, I I would make that argument as well. So maybe that would have been the better question here. And, and, and real quick, just real quick on that. That's what I was talking about with all the choices and the thoughts and the... I, I don't know anybody that was my age in that mm. moment that didn't think, do I choose the military over college in this moment? Do Yeah. I don't know anybody who didn't have that thought. Is it my patriotic duty to go and fight? Is it right. my patriotic duty to serve rather than serve myself? Well, I mean, it's the last time in my memory that I can think of that we were that unified as a country. Um, in my in my lifetime, okay. Uh -huh. That's why I ultimately say that this is truth because we look at our culture today it would seem like this wouldn't matter. And that's not to say that 
nine eleven or nine twelve don't matter. They absolutely matter. Don't I, I don't want I don't want that to be construed mm-hmm. on any level or misconstrued on any level, I should say. But I think that this is truth because you know, we, we here we have a president that just gave six billion dollars to Iran. Yeah. Um and lift and, economic sh- sanctions and, and um give them yeah. some of their terrorists back. I mean uh political yeah. pl- I mean uh prisoners, I mean terrorists. Things back. things that we would have never considered doing back then. Okay. Um we we also have a, the very same president who uh, claimed to be at uh, Ground Zero the, uh, the the next day, and uh, he wasn't. Yeah, he um, didn't show up for a week. I was going to say I don't know when he was, but it was it certainly wasn't the next day. Um, right. But so so we we have that we have the the political divide, we have the cultural divide. It would be as if today, and I think. To your point, this is playing a part in the next generation coming up too. I think that plays a, a part in this. Mm-hmm. But it was it would be as if today that none of that really mattered. None of that unity actually mattered because of how we are as a country today, both politically and culturally. So that's why I would say truth, because I at this point in time, I don't think and not in my recollection that I could ever think of a time where this country has been more divided than it is now. Yeah. I don't, I also would say this, a country that wants to go down the road of socialism, Mm -hmm. a country that is as less enthralled with freedom Um, the terrorists won. Mm. Why do I say that? Their point was to divide. Their point was to alter. Their point was mm, political socialism. They were fervent socialists. Mm. Um, that's, that's That's actually very apropos, I think, in this. They didn't. They didn't like our freedom. Mm-hmm. And by what I mean by that is capital F, not small. I'm at capital F freedom, not our freedom to, to move about the country. No, no, no. Because to them, control is what mattered. Control of your daily life, control of your religious outlooks, your ability to just to go to school based off of your gender, your ethnic race, your race. Here we are. And we're watching a society that's divided by, divided by, divided Mm -hmm. by, divided Mm -hmm. by. And so maybe 23 or 22 years later here, our path of restoring liberty, Pat, is still that fight. Mm. I don't know. Um, I, there's a lot of stuff. Like like I said up front, um, this is the first year I didn't really say anything on social media about 9-11. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't either. But I, I, I felt need- like I didn't need to because, well, 
well, other much, than self-aggrandizement, much... right? Mm. What's the point? Well, I thought about this yesterday too. How much of this is virtue signaling at this point? Right, that's my point. Right, self-aggrandizement, mm. uh, self-congratulations, yeah. rather than the introspection that we need and the reverence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I also remember this, Pat, and and this is the little told story. I think the, the maybe the most undertold story of nine eleven. How many people returned to church immediately? A ton. Every single one of my friends that were Catholic, the we we attended church that entire week, every day. We didn't care if we missed class. Mass was more important. And why? Because it was such a heavy moment, right? And and, and remembering to turn to God and, and put it in his hands was important. Whether that was putting the decision to stop college and, and do something else or continue down that path or whatever have you. Now, for me, um, that, that decision, that personal decision, had a lot more to do with the physical realities of my body than anything else. I would never have passed a physical. I would never have been able to have served. That's the reality. So so why do that to myself, right? Um, that's just the reality of that situation for me. So, um, but, but that introspective nature of that, that moment, the, the pews full of people my age, right? Also older people, also people with young families at the time, but everybody returning to the pews, whether that was Catholic, Protestant, whatever. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The only thing that sucks and the only thing that I look back on and go, that was a fleeting moment. That wasn't a changing moment. There were not enough people who stayed in the pews, not enough people who stayed on the side of God in that moment. So that's that's where I'm at when it comes to this. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair analysis as well. All right. With that all being said, let's go ahead to my first truth or fiction. And my first truth or fiction is this. The New Mexico governor gets what is happening 
in American politics more than anyone else? Truth or fiction? Oh, that's interesting. And while you're thinking about that, Pat, just so people who have not been paying attention can pay attention, here's exactly what we're talking about with the New Mexico governor so that you can understand it. Yeah, but your point is valid. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carrying license? With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There are restrictions on free speech. There are restrictions on my freedoms. In this emergency, this 11-year-old and all these parents who have lost all these children, they deserve my attention to have the debate about whether or not in an emergency we can create a safer environment. Because what about their constitutional rights? I took an oath to uphold those two. And if we ignore this growing problem without being bold, I've said to every other New Mexican, your rights are subrogated to theirs. And they are not, in my view. Uh, wait a minute, okay. you're talking about crimes. There are already laws against the crimes, so how are their rights but, but again, if I'm unsafe, who's standing up for that right? If this climate is so... I, I just can't. Do you, do you also notice at the second question gets asked there and the the person that's representing the police is just like, what the hell's this answer? He's just there yeah. going, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, you, what, that's, you, that's, that's the backdrop of this. So, Pat, mm-hmm. again, I'm going to ask, just so everybody is aware, the truth okay. or fiction statement is the New Mexico governor gets what's happening in American politics more than anyone else. Truth or fiction? I, I'm i going to say fiction and with the caveat of I don't know that it's more than anyone else, but she does get it. Hmm. And, 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 and that's why I'm saying fiction because I'm not sure that it's more than anyone else. Okay, but I, uh, but but prior to the anyone else, that statement is truth. Okay. Okay, and why? Because she understands that there is a large swath of this country, and with New Mexico being more of a bluish state, um. A, a large swath of, of, of those particular kinds of voters prioritize their safety over their liberty. And so she's using this emergency power as a cudgel. We saw it with COVID. We're now mm-hmm. seeing it with other things such as shootings, um, speech, as she suspends the Second Amendment and basically First Amendment rights in what Albuquerque? If I, is that where it was? It was it just exclusively Albuquerque, or was it statewide? It's, well, she couldn't just do it to Albuquerque. It's got to be statewide. 
It's gonna be statewide. Okay, yeah. so, um, so that that she would have no she would have no jurisdiction. Sure, right? sure. That, that that's that's fair. So I, <clears throat> I think she does get it, and she's doing it anyway. She doesn't care about what the constitution says. There are people here. They they no longer care what the social contract is. They do not care what the law of the land is. They do not care what the Constitution of the United States says. They don't care what your rights are. They also don't see your rights as God-given. They see them as man-given. As, oh, you have rights because we allow you to have rights. Yeah, she absolutely gets what that is. And and so, it, does she get it more than anyone else? I don't know about that. But she does get it in the sense of she's one that, that is front-facing of these issues right now that's actually doing something in her view. Okay. So I am going truth on this. I I see your point. Like maybe if you cut off the other part at the very end, you might go that route. I think this is absolutely truth, period, point blank, the entire statement. And, and here's why. What are the three main things that we believe about this time in our history? Our social compact is destroyed, doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Lawfare is the way of the, the nation. And one side wins. Yeah. Okay. One side is going to win. Now, you brought up COVID. I think that's a great precursor to all of this because what did COVID teach the governor of New Mexico? They could that, crap and get away with it. Exactly. That the yes. govern that the governor or government, right? With a dead social compact. <clears throat> can trample on your liberty, even constitutional liberty, however, whenever it wants, in the name of quote-unquote emergency. She's the first to say, we suspended your ability to peacefully assemble. We suspended your ability to go to a restaurant we suspended your ability to speak freely. We suspended your ability to walk into a building without wearing a mask, right? We, we suspended all of these things. There were no consequences. None. W- whether you believe that, like, okay, so they got sued. Sued for what and, and how long did that take you? What she learned and has now put into practice is that lawfare is the name of the game. So I'm going to say that I've got the ability to suspend the constitution of the United States of America, even though I am not the president. She has no rights or abilities to do that. She has the right or ability to do so under probably the constitution of the state of New Mexico if the state of New Mexico has a different version, and and, and I'll use this as an example, Pat. Um, There are likely three different versions of fair housing laws in play 
for you, right? You have sure. your federal fair housing law. There's a state of Utah uh, fair housing law, probably. And then uh-huh. there's also a lo- local fair housing law. Which one do you follow? Uh, Guess what we're in the real estate industry having to follow? I'm guessing the federal? No. Whichever Is one the has local? the most protective nature to it. Oh. So, oh, so it can just interchange like that? Yep. Yep. So okay. you could be in violation of of the local. So let's say the so the federal one doesn't, it's very limited. And then the state one also might include age or might include some of the other uh, protected classes, okay? And then your mm-hmm. local one might go even further, your student status or this or that, right, cannot be discriminated against. And why would they do that? Because a lot of people would say students can't pay their bills, right? Right, well, yeah. Well, you have no idea where that money is coming from. So the point of the matter being what? That we have to to take into consideration various ways in which law can be interpreted. That being said, the state constitution doesn't supersede your, it only can add on to your constitutional rights. So if the state of New Mexico's uh, constitution bans gun ownership, it's null and void. It, It is in direct violation of the federal it can only add to. It cannot subtract. That's the point with the federal, state, local fair housing laws. It cannot subtract from your responsibility under federal law. It can only enhance if there's a federal law. If there is no federal law, the state becomes the highest and best, and then your locality, right? She has no ability to suspend your First or Second Amendment rights for any amount of time, except for what did she know? She knew that she could get away with it because it's temporary in nature, right? We watched that temporariness of the state of public health emergency roll, roll, roll down the hill for two and a half years, some cases almost three. Hmm. She gets what time it is. She understands that I don't care about your pesky constitution. I don't care about your individual rights or liberty. I care about what I want, which is really just control. This is the guise of of using tragedy, right? Never let a good tragedy go to waste, right? Rahm Emanuel. Right. Yeah. yeah. This is using tragedy to attempt to get their politics through. Because if she gets away with this, what's to stop Gavin Newsom? What's to stop um, Kathy Hochul in New York, right? We've already seen Kathy Hochul attempt this and get slapped down by the Supreme Court of the United States in like 2.2 seconds. Mm -hmm. But again, my other point is, who the hell is... Filing that lawsuit, that lawsuit should have been filed immediately, within hours of this order. I haven't seen one. I don't know if it exists or not, but I would think that I would. In fact, Pat, um, why don't you talk just a little bit on on that 
concept of, yeah, she understands what time it is politically in this country because she's doing exactly what the modeling of COVID, the modeling of a destroyed social compact suggests she should be doing. What, what consequences, right? I'm right. Go look up if there are any consequences. I, here's the thing. I, if, even if there are consequences, right now she's saying the consequences be damned because what are they going to do to me? As of right now, nothing, because no one has set any kind of precedence for it. No one has done. Have we held the COVID tyrants to any kind of accountability in this country? Maybe some pockets of them somewhere around certain areas of the country, maybe, sure. But as a whole, no. Is Anthony Fauci still out there roaming around, getting away with everything, still speaking on public television, on on th- places like MSNBC and whatnot? Absolutely he is. Still getting away with all of it. Um, is is the Biden administration getting away with all this? Yes. Is Trump getting away with with the um, Operation Warp Speed and not taking any kind of account? Yes. No one, no one gives a flying bleep right now when it comes to any of this. No one does. It is well. They're they're going to do what they want. There's nothing I can do, and we're just going to let this have to let this happen. And and that's that's the mentality. We're still very much asleep at the wheel. That's why they don't care. We haven't held them accountable. Oh, we'll just vote them out. How well has that worked? It hasn't worked. Until we until we say enough is enough and actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. That's this is going to keep happening. And by the way, she, what what precedence is this governor setting for the rest of the country, especially in blue states that are hungry enough to do this. This is coming. I, I, I would imagine Illinois, probably towards somewhere at the top of that list. I could see Pritzker doing this sometime real soon. I could see Hochul doing some this sometime real soon. Gavin Dushum. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at the law soon. that basically attempted to take away your concealed carry rights in 2022 in the state of New York, right? Basically, you can't conceal carry outside of your house. Oh, wait, the Supreme Court just knocked it down in a 9 nothing decision. Literally 9 nothing in that Supreme Court. Holy bleep. Yeah. <clears throat> now, that being said, the good news is that the National Association for Gun Rights did file a lawsuit on Monday. So that's good news. We did get a lawsuit. And basically, this is exactly what I was going to say is you want to use lawfare? You use that 2022 Supreme Court decision in a heartbeat. Why? As the National Association for Gun Rights pointed out in the lawsuit, quote, the state must justify the carry prohibition by demonstrating that it is consistent with the nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. Okay? But it is impossible for the Senate to meet this burden because there is no such historical tradition of firearm regulation in this nation. And by the way, by the way, to all of those who who well-regulated. Do you understand what was being talked about in 1793? Do you understand what well-regulated means? It has nothing to do with the ammunition, the firearm, anything. Well-regulated militia is a, a drilled professional that's what they were talking about 
the ability for you to be a well-regulated militia. You being the people, being able to get into battles. to Because what did they fervently believe? That this wasn't just going to go away. That the War of 1812 would happen. And that they would need the citizenry to be regulated, meaning drilled and understanding of how to use firearms and how to protect life, liberty, pursuit of happiness vis-a-vis the day and time which they lived, including today. That's well-regulated. That's what that meant. It had nothing to do with the instrument. It had everything to do with the person. And if and when the United States is ever invaded again by some domestic or foreign or even domestic enemy, your first responders isn't necessarily your National Guard. It's you. Yeah. you, you we, we are the militia if now, we have to be. I, I just want to wrap a bow on this because I hope you understand. I'm not saying that, that what she is doing is right in any way, shape, or form. I fervently believe this is anti-constitutional. But for the thousandth time, that side does not care about the Constitution. It hasn't for a very long time. The Constitution to them is just a useful tool, a cudgel to be able to use against you. They will dismiss the Constitution as they see fit for their own purposes. And they will use it as a weapon because you still believe in the social compact. You still believe that the Constitution should hold supreme. And I'm not saying that that's a wrong view. What I'm saying to you is that you have to understand what the other side's really attempting to do. They've already broken their own, the social compact that has held us together for all of these centuries. Okay, They have decided they don't want to abide by that. You still may want to, but you have to be prepared to understand and to defend that. We don't have a Congress. We don't have leadership in the, on the other side. We don't have anything that understands what the other side is willing to do. You are being boxed in by the Constitution. It's got to be constitutional, constitutional, constitutional. Now, sometimes you've got to get down and dirty, by the way. Sometimes you have to fight fire with fire. Sometimes, and I'm not saying you suspend constitutional rights, by the way. What I am suggesting is that sometimes you've got to preemptively strike. Sometimes, sometimes the court isn't your answer. Sometimes legislation isn't your answer. Sometimes it is you doing what the people in New Mexico did, by the way, this past weekend, and just said, disobey. If this is unconstitutional like we believe it to be, do you obey this? No. See, they are counting on you being the, shucky darns, I'm just the law-abiding American. We have a massive history, if you understand your history in this country, of being what? Rebels. A rebellious spirit. 
That is part of our DNA as a people. If there's anything in my view that describes what it is to be an American, it is that rebellious spirit. We literally created the only rebellion based off of political, not social, not anything else, ideals. We then fought the War of 1812, right? We watched rebellion throughout the 1800s and that spirit leading to the Industrial Revolution, leading to the expansion of this country, the curiosity, that rebellious curiosity. We've led, it's led to some bad things too. There's no doubt about that. But it's also led to invention, innovation, all of the things that we see today, that rebellious spirit. Without it, we don't get sea to shining sea. We don't get some of these things. When something is against the Constitution, you should have that rebellious spark in you. No. And, and by the way, look at the, look at the sheriff of Bernalillo County, which is the county in which Albuquerque sits. He's like, yeah, nah, I'm good. Uh, we're not. That's rebellion. Rebellion against tyrants is always good. So one side gets what they're attempting to do and they're doing it. Are you? It, does Team GOP, what are they doing? How do, you, how do you combat that? How do you combat that? When they are willing to literally just the entire Constitution, your First and your Second Amendment rights. Well, guess what? They did nothing. There are pockets, don't get me wrong. You look at Brian Kemp, you look at Kim Reynolds, you look at uh, um, Ron DeSantis, right? What those three governors did to put in protections of liberty, right? Right. In, in the face of COVID, including Brian Kemp, by the way, still to this day, I don't know if the signs still exist, but the last time, which was last year, that I was in Atlanta, the signs on every business, basically giving them indemnification against anybody who would try to sue them. Why? Because Brian Kemp in the legislature of of uh, Georgia knew what the left would attempt to do if they just opened it, right? If they just kept it open. Right. I'm going to sue you because I got COVID. No, you're not. We're indemnifying businesses from something that they have no control over. You, you don't get to sue them. That was brilliant. That That is... That is the polar opposite of what we're talking about, right? right. That is using it for constitutional purposes to win. We're going we're gonna to set the goalposts, and you can't move the, these. That's what we're doing. How many other places did that? Not many. Next to zero? Maybe one, maybe two others? Instead, we got indemnification from Pfizer and Moderna, right? And oh, by the way, Pat, um, yesterday the FDA decided that we're, they're going to uh, um, give licensure to the monovalent, that's right, not the bivalent, but the monovalent um, COVID-19 vaccines that mm, don't work. And oh, by the way, your six-month-old, your 12-year-old, all of that groups, all of those groups, 
totally get to do it. And oh, by the way, it's just manufacturing data, um, no trial data. They, they never did trials. They they just. And by the way, um, that 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 strain of the monovalent, um, there, it doesn't exist in the COVID nineteen world anymore. So, um, what are you protecting against? And oh, by the way, we're seeing massive issues. Not rare. We're seeing massive issues that should be rare in this age group, in these age groups. What? Still don't get. No. So the social compact, if you want to defend it, right, you've got to put the guideposts in place and you better let the tyrants know you ain't standing for it. And it can't just be 100 people. It can't just be for the moment in time of the 24-hour news cycle. you got to pay attention. You, And I think we'll talk about this on either, well, maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow on the show, Pat. We, we absolutely 1,000% have to be active participants in our society. Because the small tyrants that exist are. And they will trample everything of, of the social compact if you let them. All right, with that being said, I think it's time for our second truth or fictions. So I'm going to let you go first on this. Okay. Go ahead. Truth or fiction, they will 25th Amendment Joe Biden. Um, this one for me is going to be fiction. They absolutely okay. will not 25th Amendment Joe Biden because he's the useful idiot for them all. That's number one. He... This allows the, if you look at who's in the apparatus, right, who's in the bureaucracy, who's pushing the buttons or pulling the strings on Joseph Marionette Biden, it's the left, and they're getting away with it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, oopsies. Uh, it's not really a trillion dollars of deficit. It's going to be $2 trillion in deficit. And see, it's because the ta- tax cheats. What are mm. you talking about? Right, that's the line of attack right now. If we didn't have the tax cheats out there, we could get that to the trillion dollars that we. Okay. Um. Getting rid of him does what? For them, nothing. He is the puppet. In, or, he is the curtain. And when you pull the curtain back on the Wizard of Oz, what do you see? How the sausage is made, if you will, right? That's a problem for the left. So, no, they're going to keep him around as long as he is useful to them. More importantly, you really think that Kamala Harris running in 2024 is the way to go? Now, I fervently believe that at some point in time, he will become less useful to them. I think that that point in time comes after the 2024 election. If they win, I could see this happening. If they win, what I could see is a, right, we're putting Kamala in place and she's just as useful of an idiot, right? Especially if he's a lame duck president. Yeah, that's my Mm -hmm. point. I don't think they're going to 25th Amendment him now. 
I just think that it doesn't make sense, politically speaking, because they have the anonymity, right? We're, We're behind the scenes running the show. We don't need to be front and center. Kamala Harris would make them go front and center. Why? Because she is just an idiot. She's not useful. She is an idiot. So so much so that she didn't know her surroundings this weekend, right? You see this video of her la- yucking it up, laughing, partying it up, while Maui's still trying to recover, while the economy is still trying to recover, while people are suffering in this country to greater degrees than at any point in time in my adult generational life. Two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. I was just beginning adult life, if you will, right after college, and and uh, you know, I was actually still finishing college, um, but neither here nor there. Point of the matter is that 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 wasn't necessarily felt by people that were my age at that point in time because we were just starting out, so we didn't know any different. Um, he's just a useful idiot. So that's where I'm at with that. You? Uh, I I went with fiction on this as well because it's one of those things I'll believe it when I see it. Cool. I mean, yeah, you could point out that he they had to turn his mic off. Uh, was it in Vietnam the other day when he yeah, was speaking? The G20 or whatever it was. Yep. But, but here's the thing. That's all they're going to keep doing. They're just going to keep turning his mic off when he does something stupid. Right. But, exactly. It, it's just. That, that that's That's my point with this is that that. It's they're, up they're to gonna us. Him. It's up to us to twenty fifth amendment him, and by that mm-hmm. I mean we just vote his ass out of office. That's the reality of the situation. But we'll see. Yeah, because the, the GOP is going to suck this up too, and probably, well, they're, they're going to begin impeachment inquiries. But again, I'll believe all that when I see it. All right, let's move to my truth or fiction. Finally, on the show, Catholics will hold the key to winning the twenty twenty four election for whomever wins said election. See, you probably have data on this, whereas I do not. Um, so I'm going to answer this just off of a gut reaction, and and I'm I'm going to say fiction, and I'm not, and I'm going to caveat that with saying it's not that I don't think Catholics will not play a pivotal or an important role within the election, but I don't know that they will be a deciding factor. Um, I think it would have to be them plus an evangelical movement voting a particular way that changes the tide there but i could be wrong and uh, i'm saying that with not having any data so what say you um this is absolute truth And, and how do i know it i don't even need to give you all of the numbers i need to give you this no president with the exception of one president post roe versus wade right so that decision in 1972 two right yeah uh yeah mm-hmm. is that 72 yeah no president post the roe decision with the exception of one has won the election without winning the catholic vote 1973 okay so th- that would have been the 76 presidential election okay so uh-huh. 76 to today only one president has won the White House without winning the Catholic vote. That was George W. Bush in 2000. Oh, see, I didn't know that. 
So I did not know that. It not only that, but twenty five percent of the twenty twenty electorate were Catholic. Biden won. In twenty sixteen, twenty three percent, so just a two percent difference, were Catholic. Trump won that vote by four percent. Can I change my answer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say this, okay? 51% were suburban in the 2020 election. Trump lost by 2% in that group, okay? Mm-hmm. 49% were suburban, the biggest regional subset in the 2016 election. Trump won by 4%. The Catholic population is largely suburban today. There you go. You can't win if you're Team GOP without winning the Catholic vote. That's the reality of this. And I am telling you right now, the reason Joe Biden won that Catholic vote is because he claims the mantle of Catholicism, even though he does not practice it. And it is on us, fellow Catholics, to continue to hammer that point home. Just because he claims it doesn't mean he is it. Doesn't mean he practices it. Doesn't mean he lives out that faith. How do we how do we know that the that these are the two important subsections? 56% of 2016, 50 or older. 52% in 2020. 59% married to 56 in 2020. 31% independence to 26 independence in 2020. 71% to 67% being white. 13 to 12 black. 11 to 13. Trump, by the way, went from 8 to 12% in the black vote between 2016 to 2020. He went from 28 to 32% of the Latino vote in this country. Lost. Turns out you have to win in the biggest population subsets. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to let you ruminate on that, folks. Pat's final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And the New York Jets are going, oh, crap, on their season. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Catholics rule. The rest of you drool. And as always, Matthew 547. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 